This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Mercy Talk. My name is Rachel, and I am so excited to be here again for another episode in our series, How to Deal with Difficult People. And I'm mostly excited because I've got my sweet friend here, the beautiful, wonderful, incredible Jen Otero wow. with us. All, thank you. All those things. <laughs> She's awesome. It's true. Yes, it's true. Yeah, man. This intro is. I'm liking this intro. This intro. (laughs) She's awesome. No exaggeration. And we are in the last episode of the series for the month. August is kind of a long month. It's got five. It's got five. It's got five. So you just keep hearing. Just keep there. Like, are we still on this topic? We are, guys. But today is the last day, and so. We're not backing off. We're going to end with a bang. We're going to end with some truth bombs, hopefully. Lord willing. Lord willing. Lord willing. Bring the bombs, Lord, please bring the truth bombs (laughs) from you, not from us. Truth bombs. Truth bombs from you. Not just bombs. That's right. Truth bombs. Exactly. So today, (laughs) we are going to talk about the manipulator. And this one is kind of interesting because you can see it throughout any one of the four that we've talked about so far, but we wanted to kind of zero in on this one and talk about some specifics, Um, and I'm really excited. Jen is going to kind of um, peel back some layers, so to speak, on some manipulative behaviors, maybe even some things that you've heard, even wielded in the church, perhaps, that you've thought, that kind of felt gross, and I was never sure why, but that now that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Jen, would you break down what a manipulator actually is doing? What are they, what is their agenda? What's their prerogative? Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of pieces to this and we'll start to unfold that. It's complicated. Yes. As I say that, I'm like, wow, how does one encapsulate this? Really, honestly, a manipulator is someone who is out for their own gain, whether they're consciously know that or not, but they are in the, what they're trying to do is control for the outcome Mm. in whatever way they can, whether that's emotional manipulation, whether that's verbally manipulating you, They kind of try to create the crazy train and probably a lot of confusion in your own life where you tend to start to not really know whether or not you're on track or not. And there's there is such a focus for them. And really, honestly, this manipulation is at the root of a lot of things we've been talking about this month. So it's actually a really good one to wrap up on Mm -hmm. because even a victim mentality, like we talked about last week, I can actually have a bit of a manipulation in what I'm doing if I'm operating from a victim mentality, which isn't fun to hear, but there's a reality that when I walk in a manipulation, Mm -hmm. there is something, my outcome really does try to loop back around to me to get what I want, to get the control that I want. And ultimately, like with every single one of these things, the manipulator too, it's not an excuse, but it is an explanation. And that is this, there is a self, there's a guarding that's happening. There's a need for control that's happening. There's probably a very scared individual on the inside of the person you're dealing with if they are operating from manipulation. So as I said, it's not an excuse, but it is an explanation. So understanding, wow, there's a lot that can go into this. You're, if someone you're in relationship with, or if you struggle with manipulation, there is a lot of brokenness at the core of who you are or who you're working with or loving on if they're manipulating, if they go to the point of needing to manipulate to get their needs met. Yes, most definitely. Oh my gosh. There's so much there. I know. As you said that, I'm like, where do we even begin? All the layers. (laughs) So one of the behaviors I kind of wanted to dive into and talk about, and this was, again, as we've 
talked about each of these things and even reflected and had some self-awareness and of course talked about behaviors that we are experiencing with other people in our lives. Mm -hmm. I was reminded of a couple relationships in in high school that I remember thinking this does not feel and it was not a dating relationship it was another it was actually another friend's parents yeah wow and I remember always feeling yucky and gross in the in the sense that they something always felt off Mm -hmm. they would one moment they would be extremely kind and nice buying us elaborate gifts yeah inviting us over to the house I mean you know we'd have sleepovers and they were like the life of the party like you have the coolest parents they are the bomb they're so awesome and then the next moment, they would do something really interesting that I actually found there's a term for, and it's called gaslighting. Mm. I've never heard of this term before, yeah. where somebody is making you question your own sanity, so to speak. So it's yes. where some, they say something, and then when it comes back around and you bring that up in conversation, they deny having ever said that and then make you question, are you okay? Like, are you, I never said that. Like you're making this up and it really becomes this situation of, uh, playing with the truth, right? so to speak. And so can you speak into any other red flags Mm -hmm. that we might see when we are working with people who are manipulative and you, in your own life, you go, I, I know I said that or I, I took responsibility. I did my due diligence. Yeah. This something is not adding up. Right. You know? And I think so often there's the discussion of what you may see in someone else, but I think sometimes the better indicator, especially with manipulators, is how you're feeling, like you just mm. said. If I notice in a relationship that I feel like I'm on the crazy train a lot, I need to figure out why that's happening. That's now, if it's not an internal place, because sometimes we're on the crazy train because we just crazy and there's some <laughs> things we're overcoming right. and there's some things God's doing. Right. I just may be in a season of crazy train because I'm healing. Yes. Or I could be on the crazy train because I have someone in my life who's manipulating me and who's causing me yes. to question my own discernment, yes. causing me to question my own clear mind. The word says that I have the mind of Christ. Mm, that's good. And so if I operate from a place of mind racing or mental torment, or in this case, Mm -hmm. just confusion or feeling like what's happening where you're just kind of shaking your head unsure. There may be a good chance that you have a manipulator in your midst Mm. because they're very good at getting you to question whether or not you are experiencing things in truth or clarity and beginning to question your own ability to discern and to see things for what they are. If that's operating I, th- I tend to believe that's a, almost a better indicator than being able to acknowledge in someone else what's happening. Mm. Because manipulators, if they're very good at it, you may not even realize they're manipulating until you're able to see the flags in yourself. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think part of it is yes. realizing, okay, and I think there are definitely some things you can see in someone, but I think more often than not, the way that I've been able to in my own life or even counseling people is going, but how, what does that kick off in you Yes. where you feel like yes. you can't even trust your own judgment? Yes. There may be something amiss here. Now, as far as a manipulator, if they're operating from a place of manipulation, there are things you'll notice. You'll see that there's inconsistencies in what they're saying and doing. You'll see the flip flop. Like you just yeah. said, you're like, I feel like I'm dealing with different people from day to day, moment to moment, hour to hour. There's not a consistency in who they are. There's not a consistency in maybe the way they present with different people. Mm -hmm. So if you're at church, you may see someone different than when you're in the living room by yourself. Or if you're out and about with people, there's a reality of going, okay, are they the same person across the board? Is there a character issue here that starts to pop up in these situations? I think sometimes you will also see if you're dealing with someone who's a manipulator, you're going to see 
a pattern in their relationships. Mm -hmm. So let's say you start dating someone who struggles with manipulation and they start talking about their past girlfriends and maybe there's a victim mentality or maybe they were the crazy ones or whatever. You can begin to go, wait a minute, there's a pattern I'm seeing Mm -hmm. in their life, whether dating relationships, friendships, family, whatever. Another thing like we've talked about over the last couple of weeks is family dynamic. If you were around their family and you're like on the triple crazy train because you're seeing this operating in their family, it may be something just to be mindful of and really aware of this dynamic that could be at work. Yes. Yes. That's so good. I love what you were saying about noticing how we're feeling Mm -hmm. because that is a red flag when you're around somebody and you continually have these checkpoints going, why do I always feel like I'm crazy in the mm-hmm. sense that I'm questioning what was said or I, like you said, I feel like they're a different person here than they are when we're alone or when we're away from this other group right. of people. And another one that I remember or that I've experienced too is bribery Yeah, in the sense that, and it doesn't have to look like, Hey, I'll give you this if you do this. Right. It's more, you know, something goes bad, something goes awry. And so this person comes back and just showers you, mm-hmm. whether it's gifts, praise, compliments, compliments yeah. mm-hmm. you feel it's, and then I feel safe and I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. I was wrong. Like, I don't know what I was thinking that, mm-hmm. but then it goes bad again. And it, you said this a second ago. It's a cycle. It is. It's the cycle. And I go, wow, this is actually not them being generous. Yeah. This is them trying to utilize what wielding whatever that thing is compliments gifts praise their time whatever that is Mm -hmm. to get something else absolutely and that is not okay no and it what it does is we've talked about the cycle of abuse Mm -hmm. in past times but this is very much the same thing and we wanted to make sure that we spent some time really talking through even the spiritual side of abuse today because when you're talking about spiritual abuse I could go on about that for a while because it's so, (laughs) it's so significant. You know, we talk about all the other forms of abuse and that's kind of in our dialogue. It's what we talk about, even just as people, not just a mercy talk, but you know, if you're a helper, you know about sexual abuse, you know about physical abuse, verbal abuse. But when we start talking about spiritual abuse, that is something that I think happens on a a lot of different levels Mm -hmm. and layers in the church that people don't always know how to identify. And the root of that is manipulation. Mm -hmm. And now, if we are spiritually minded people and we identify that we have an enemy, he operates from manipulation. Yes. He is the accuser of the brethren, yep. right? Yep. His job is to cause us to be on the crazy train yes. about our identity, about yes. who Jesus says we are, about the father, whatever it may be. So if you have an individual who's operating from a spirit of manipulation and it comes out in the form of spiritual abuse within the church or within spiritual relationships that have the name of Jesus above mm-hmm. them, it can create a whole, whole lot of issues, especially if you're someone that's in a healing season. And what I have seen is that folks, when they have things that are attached to their abuse or their, their story or their history that have a God label attached to it, that God is ashamed of them, or he is, um, angry with them. Mm -hmm. Or I've even had women that I've worked with that people have said that God doesn't like little girls like you after they were abused. Oh my gosh. And 
it's so heartbreaking to hear this when you know the true father heart, yes. but we were saying off air, even talking through like, if, if the, if God is my healer mm-hmm. and he is the one that has the healing available for me, but I don't trust him yeah. or I don't believe that I can even come boldly before his throne mm-hmm. of grace because he thinks I'm dirty or gross. Yeah. How do I access healing? Yes. And so if we back it up to the idea of, idea of spiritual abuse yes. and in the form of manipulation, yeah. it can create a lot of issues. Yes. And I think even when we talk about manipulation, I think there's a reality that I think we all manipulate at one level or another because mm-hmm. sure. it's a way of getting our needs what met. We want. Right. Yeah. I, I think we all can operate this from this because we're humans and yes. because we're, you know, fallen people. Yeah. There is a spirituality at times that we are growing in yes. that we don't always operate from the most pure heart in things. Yes. So there's just like anything we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, we have to understand there's a spectrum to things. But when you're getting into the area of spiritual abuse Mm -hmm. or you're getting into the area of extreme manipulation where Mm -hmm. you don't even have choice, there's such a control over your relationship. And there's other different forms of abuse that are coming in. That's where this needs to be called out and move forward in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Hey guys, I just wanted to get on here to encourage you to join us next month on Mercy Talk because we are going to be jumping into a series that we could not be more excited about. I know many of you have probably thought, why have they not done a series on the Enneagram? Don't worry, it's happening. So we are really excited about it. And listen, this is going to be for any of you who don't know anything about the Enneagram and maybe just want a little bit of basic information. But this will also be for all of you who, like us, believe that you are experts and have nothing else to learn. Because we are going to bring in some people who have been studying this and teaching on this for years and years and years. Um, We've got some really exciting guests coming on. So please make sure that you join us next month for our series on the Enneagram. With that being said, maybe somebody right now is who's listening to this and they go, oh my word, I have, I think that is what I am, I find myself in. I think yeah. that's the situation. Um, and again, that can look a lot of different ways, but I think anytime you have anybody wielding scripture, especially right, that's so good. to, to make you do what they want. And maybe it doesn't, I mean, this can be so deep because yep. We are, you know, the Bible, Jesus says that if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Yeah. And so we're not talking about not walking in the spirit or wa- or obeying the word of God. Like right. this is not what we're talking about. We're talking, people are taking scripture out of context. Mm-hmm. They're taking the word of God or principles from there and, and using them in a way that doesn't have anything to do with how they were intended to exactly. be used. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but it can be really dangerous and scary if somebody that you trust yep. and in an authority and with a spiritual title or, yep. or spiritual title, you know, they've got that title, whether it's pastor, deacon, you know, small group leader, yes. you know, Sunday school teacher, whatever that is. And then you feel like, well, they're my shepherd, mm-hmm. you know, I'm using quotation marks. They're, they're, they're taking care of me spiritually. I should right. be able to trust them. And so Jen, what are maybe some good ways we've talked about some red flags, what are some practical things that we could do to say, stop? Mm-hmm. I actually want to go, I'm going to go do some work on this myself. Absolutely. What can we do to, to, again, set those boundaries and go, this is actually not what the Bible says. Absolutely. And <laughs> I know? think part of this, one thought that really comes to mind is understanding your story and mm-hmm. what you've walked through. And if you come out of a background where you struggle 
with believing and trusting your own gut mm-hmm. or you have a hard time, often there's insecurity or whatever it may be where you love other people being an authority over you because sometimes it takes away your responsibility and that's more comfortable. Yeah. Or you just don't trust yourself to make good decisions. Sure. There's a lot of, I mean, I could go on for a while about why that could be a part of the way you're wired. Mm-hmm. Some of it's God given. You just may be a server. You may love people. You may have a heart of compassion. You may have a gift of mercy, but sometimes sure. that can get a little awry where I don't use my voice. I don't ask questions. I just kind of follow whoever may be in authority. There's a reality of the self-awareness enough to go, I tend to do that. I tend to kind of just follow suit of whoever is bold enough to get a voice in my life without questioning and giving myself the the reality of going, God values what I have to say. He values my questions. And if I'm in a relationship with someone who doesn't, Red flag a waving yes. because reality is yes. God is not afraid of my questions. That's right. And That's if right. you have someone who's an authority in your life, spiritual or otherwise, that is bothered by your questions, mm-hmm. is gets prideful and offended when you question or look into things mm-hmm. or have difficulty with things or feel like they have to know it all, like yeah. we talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah. there is a reality of going, oh man, I need to be aware of the fact that they are a person. Yes. No one knows it all. Yes. Only God does. That's right. And so there's a place of me having a responsibility as a son or daughter of God, of being in my word. That's a very practical Mm -hmm. thing. Making sure that I'm surrounding myself with lots of community, not just one person. There should never be someone in your life who becomes Holy Spirit Junior. Mm. There should never be someone in your life who sits on the throne that is not God. That's right. And so if you don't have personal relationship with the Holy Mm, Spirit or with Jesus and really go and he has a voice in my life above all else. That's right. That's where you may be getting a little imbalance. Yes. Now, it doesn't mean we don't have amazing pastors. Yes. 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 And they are God breathed. He does wonderful things through them. Yes. But at the end of the day, there is a reality of going, Lord, I, I'm going to give myself permission to actually ask the questions, yes. to follow my discernment. Yeah. It's not disrespectful. No. It's actually, especially let's go there in this day and age that we're in. The word is very clear that there are going to be wolves in sheep's clothing. There are going to be people that begin to proclaim the word of God and don't necessarily do it from the right reasons or have the relationship with God where they can be trusted. That's not fear inducing. That is a place of going, I better know my word. That's right. I better know my God. I better know my identity and not out of a works mindset, but like I want to be protected and guarded because God loves me and is a good father. He doesn't want me to fall under teaching that doesn't align with who he is. So I think it's the red flags of it's so often these conversations, especially with manipulation, the red flag is your gut and going, this doesn't feel right. Yes, That doesn't feel like that lines up with the word I read. Yes. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to read my Bible. That's right. I'm going to go home and have some quick conversations with people. But I think a part of it is really going anytime I'm under one person Mm -hmm. who is the authority in my life, especially with spiritual things, it may be time to back off and Mm -hmm. and really reassess some things because you need to have more than one voice in your life. You really do. And that actually safeguards you to make sure that they don't become more powerful in your life Mm. than they're supposed to. Man, Jen, that's so, so good. I was even thinking about um, this as you were speaking that not having just that one person, but having that community. Mm -hmm. But then also looking at who that person with influences in your life and looking at who they have speaking into their lives. So if there's, I've, I've found in my experience with manipulation that if, if I am trusting somebody who doesn't have any accountability, mm-hmm. who is at the end all be all and nobody, like you said, can ask questions or nobody is allowed to, uh, 
hold that person accountable that's for right. what they're doing, that's a major red flag. Because like you said, they ain't got no. <laughs> they ain't got it figured out. No. And so a lot of times what can happen, especially in a church setting, is people, it's so easy to come under this group think mm-hmm. where you think yep. this, you think this, you think this, everybody because everybody thinks that everybody's on the same page and assumes that everybody that it's that it's right yeah. because everybody thinks that when some people actually may be going this feels weird and I don't want to say anything because I'm afraid yep. and so like Jen said coming back and and looking at your Bible opening up the Word of God asking questions and and surrounding yourself with more than just one person yes. because if you get stuck in that group think it becomes very hard to get out. That's right. It becomes very hard to leave if you need to leave. Yeah. And I think another thing to keep and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago too, but if you if you are in relationship with someone and they're in authority and they have a hard time saying I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's something just to pray into. I think that can be hard for us at a lot of levels, but what I have found is that it's good. If I myself am not in a position where I can acknowledge that I don't know all the answers, Mm -hmm. if there is a know-it-all thing or there's a pride there, I think there's something to just take assessment of. It doesn't mean you leave the church. It doesn't mean you just get out from all of that. There is a place of just taking account and going, Lord, continue to show me what this is about and is this where Mm -hmm. I need to continue to plug in and if it is awesome how do I bring other safeguards around me how do I pray for my pastor how do I pray for the people that are in authority because the reality is we're all human right we are at different levels of healing and wholeness in our lives, yes. but none of us are perfect. Yes. That doesn't happen until we croak and go be with Jesus. <laughs> right. Do you know? In yeah. the meantime, we're all yeah. trying to figure it out. But I think there's a humility. I think there's a teachability. I think there are indicators that you can look for in your spiritual authority that will safeguard not just you, but them. Because yeah. I think sometimes mm-hmm. this stuff comes up. I think about the times that I've had conversations with women that were the most detrimental, where it was absolutely spiritual abuse. And sometimes you've got just some crazies. Yeah who are very broken, have a lot of just spiritual warfare in their lives and they're out to be hurtful and unkind and mean and abusive. I think you deal with that sometimes. I think sometimes you deal with ignorant people Mm -hmm. who are broken themselves, who have not received healing, who don't know the word of God and have a jacked up view of who Father God is Mm -hmm. and communicate out of that place. And it impacts what they're communicating to people. And so it's at such a huge place, especially may I say, if you are in a place of authority and you're listening, Mm -hmm. if you're in a spiritual authority, whether you're leading a group, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a youth pastor, whether you're just a mama who has people come into your home, whatever it may be, may we encourage you just to even take from our conversation today, a couple moments just to check yourself, Mm -hmm. give the Holy spirit room to come in and go, yeah, this might be a little off. Mm. Or this is something that I would just encourage you to be mindful of because that's needed for all of us. As we continue to grow in what the Lord has called us to, as we have larger or bigger platforms, as the Lord entrusts more than one or two people under us, that continues to grow, whatever it may be, there is a responsibility before the Lord to stop and go, Lord, how am I doing? Yeah. How am I carrying you? Yeah. Are there areas in my story and my relationship with you that need some work yes. so I can continue to carry you? And that's a continual growth process. Yes. New seasons bring new areas of healing that need yes. to be addressed. New people you're working with yeah. might need so some true. new areas of healing in your life so, so that true. you know how to steward them well. Yes. Yes. Man. There's not much to say after that. I'm like, just, and yes. And Lord, the bomb has been dropped. The truth bomb. <laughs> we asked right for there. truth we bombs. There. We asked for it. <laughs> Jesus, you delivered. Absolutely. I love it. No, that's so good. And 
another great book that we always recommend if you want to kind of take this conversation further is we always go back to boundaries. Yes, huge. So good. Practical, biblical, mm-hmm. and just a really, what does Mel say? I think we should read through this a couple times a yes, year. Or every she goes year. at least once a year. At least you, once need a year. you need to read boundaries. <laughs> yes. It's just so, so good. So practical. And all five of these people type groups that yep. we've talked about, it addresses that. And then again, <laughs> reflection for yourself to go, mm-hmm. Lord, am I doing any of these? Yes. Am I the one that is playing the victim role? Have I been manipulative in the way I've been behaving to get what I need? Mm-hmm. You know, just on down the line, asking those questions for yourself. Yeah. And I think too, one other thought that comes to mind, especially yeah. for those people that are like, okay, I see this in my relationships. What do I do? Yes. Read yourself some boundaries. Yes. Yes. But I think part of it too, is giving yourself permission to create some space. Mm, That's good. Because when you're, it's kind of like if I'm really up close to something, I have a hard time seeing all the details, right? If I, if I go into an art gallery, that's the picture I have in my head and there's this beautiful Monet picture and I've got my nose planted against it. I'm probably going to get arrested and taken out by security. (laughs) But besides that, if I have my nose up against, I'm not going to see the detail. It's only if I step back and create some space and some margin, am I going to be able to see full picture? And I think that's the same thing in relationship with people, especially when there's brokenness Mm -hmm. or in this conversation, manipulation. I'm not going to see it as clearly if I'm too close. And so part of it is beginning to go, I'm going to give myself permission to take some time off. Maybe I need to take a couple days where I'm not in conversation with this person. It's, it's a boundary setting, but it's also a space and time to breathe and to pray. And I also hear the Lord saying, honestly, there's something about other people's voices too. If Mm -hmm. I'm in a manipulative relationship, I may not see it the way that my friends or my family or my people do. And if your community has problems or challenges or concerns about a relationship, please listen Oh God, that's so because good. they love you yes. and they want the best for yes. you. And sometimes we have blind spots because yes. of our own stuff yes. that people see very clearly. And there is something about going, okay, they could be right or wrong. That's, right. that's not the point. The point is, am I wise enough to step back, yes. create some margin, ask some hard questions, pray into it and allow the voices in my life who have been part of my life probably for a long time sure. to hold some weight and some value yes. to assess what's happening so that I can move forward. Because so often, especially in manipulative relationships, we can get down the road and it continues to get worse and worse and worse. And now I'm married. Now I have kids. Yes. Now I'm in a situation yeah. where maybe in my dating relationship, I saw this, yes. but I put it off now. If that's you, that doesn't mean God can't do his thing. Sure. But there is a reality of of listening to the voices, creating margin and space. And I'll say it a million times over my lifetime. God is a very strategic God. So Mm -hmm. no matter where you are in all of this, whether you're the manipulator, whether you're in a manipulative relationship, seek God for his strategy. He will give you next steps. He will connect you with people. He will send books to you. You will find he starts to just come in and position you and the people you love into a place of healing. That is who he is and what he does. But he will not supersede your free will. Mm -hmm. And so if you choose to just kind of stay hunkered down and and not seek him, he will allow that because yeah. he loves you. Yeah. So really seek him out for next steps, no matter where you're at in this discussion or conversation. Yeah. If this is peeking at some things and it's showing you some things, really seek him out and ask him where to begin. That's Lord, so who good. do I talk to? What book do I read? Where's the conversations need to happen? Where do they not need to happen? Yes. Do I need to take a weekend away? Whatever it may be, sure. he will give you those next steps because he's faithful That's so and good. he doesn't want his children in a place of unhealth. That's yeah. not who he is. Yeah. 
Amen. <laughs> and amen. <laughs> so good. Oh, Jen, thank you for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you for coming back. So fun. This was so fun. And I hope, we both hope that you found this series. Absolutely. Of course, practical, because we always say that, but really uh, encouraging. And, mm-hmm. and the sense that either it's bringing more self-awareness to you, um, or maybe even helping shed some light on behaviors around you yeah. and, and those boundaries that need to be created. So if you have any feedback or ideas for future podcasts, or if there's just some, something you want to share, it's been cool to hear some stories that have come out of our previous podcast series. Feel free. You can send that over to mercy talk at mercy com. We hope you will join us for next month's series where we are going to be diving into some more self-awareness stuff and talking about the Enneagram. So come back then. We'll see you. Bye. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. Mercy